Nothing is more important in the world of football than a first down. That's the reason you're here on Thursday night, because you need first downs. So welcome to Stretch the Chain with Brandon Jane. What's up, buddy? It's all yours. What's, what's going on, guys? So, uh, Jeff, thanks for coming on for us tonight. Um, Want to kind of dig in heavy to the NFL tonight. So, first, I think they kick off in about 19 minutes. Let's go with Jags and Bengals here. Um, Bengals are seven, seven and a half favorites. We've got a lot of our buddies talking about uh, Jags possibly pulling the upset here. Personally, I don't see it. Um, Jeff, let's go to you first. What, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, if you look back to the the last three weeks of uh, NFL, uh, Houston beat them pretty handily, 37-21. Uh, the Broncos took care of business, and, and they, they just got killed by the Cardinals. Um, I, I think that the Bengals have at least a better offense than two of those teams, maybe not the Cardinals. Uh, I, I don't think seven's enough here. Um, I like the Bengals, and I like them to cover. Love it. Randall? All right, write me down on the other side. I do think the Bengals win, but I'm going to give you what I think the game script is. Despite of what the whole world thinks is with all those receivers, Joe Burrow is a throw first, run second offense, or the Bengals. I think it's just exactly the opposite. I think tonight's a Joe Mixon night. I think they win the game. But I think Trevor Lawrence is chasing late into this game. I, I teased y'all with my DraftKings lineup earlier, but I truly do see this as the Bengals run game versus the Jags pass game. So give me the Bengals, but give me Trevor Lawrence in the game throwing to, to win the game late in the game. So I'm somewhat on your side on that, Randall. Um, I don't know if – the Bengals will cover the seven and a half. Um, I personally took a parlay that was uh, money line Bengals, um, but I do have Lawrence over uh, 199.5 yards in passing. I think they're going to have to throw the ball to catch up. I also have Mixon over 74.5 yards in rushing as well. So I, I agree with that kind of concept of the game. I think it's going to be a lot more ground game. Um, what is Jags are 17th ranked in rush defense. Uh, Mixon is ranked second and in, in leading rushing right now. Um, it's going to be a heavy hand in Mixon uh, this game, and I, I do believe uh, the Bengals will pull it out. I don't know if it's going to be quite by the seven and a half, though. So, um, any any prop bet predictions that you guys have on this game or that you like? I, I just gave mine. So, uh, Randall, we'll go to you first. What do you think? Well, you stole most of mine. I actually, <laughs> I actually put it out on our on our, our text today. The River City Media official prediction was 270 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. And, by the way, on pace to break Peyton Manning's rookie interception rate, both Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. I'm counting it down with my hero. One of them needs to break it. But seriously, and I'll, I'll pass this off to G off with this. 
are they nights that Trevor not Lawrence is not going to look great? I mean, he's got too much talent not to have. Oh, all of a sudden he looks like a first round, the first overall pick. I, I just, I got a feeling on primetime TV, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, big game players. I think they come up big tonight. So I, I didn't have a, a whole lot of time, guys, to look into the uh, the prop bet aspect of this game. Um, if I had to pick one, though, if there, if there is an over-under on uh, Trevor Lawrence interceptions, um, like y'all were saying, the the concept of him having football tonight, uh, I think is a guarantee. Um, and we've seen it time and time before. If you put the ball into a rookie's hands at this level of the game, they make mistakes. And I can see, uh, I can see that that interception rate going up tonight. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think too, you got to look at the rookie quarterbacks that really succeed um, are multidimensional. Um, they can usually get out of trouble with their legs and and actually run the ball to kind of save face, um, not throw as many interceptions. So. Trevor just doesn't have that. I mean, he he's not – he's a pocket passer guy, which is the typical NFL prototype that you want um, for most most teams. But I don't see him, you know, not going through those rookie bumps and bruises and, and continuing to try and learn the speed and pace of the game. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on it. I, I got a point. I got a point. I agree with you. But we all say the same thing. Let's take let's take someone that we traditionally think like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a pocket passer, but I think Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence are both more athletic than we give them credit for. Um, I, I especially think Daniel Jones. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is – is very mobile as far as open field, but I bet you his prop line is close to zero for rushing yards tonight. I, I would take that all day long. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, he's not Tom Brady. I mean, he's not going to, you know, have concrete on his feet. I, I think he's a little bit more athletic than that um, as far as agility. But – uh yeah, I mean, it, it's up in the air. It's it's rookies playing in the NFL. I mean, look, look what happened to my boy Justin Fields. Just, I think that Good was a God. that was a, a a marriage of a bad a bad uh, game plan and, uh, <laughs> and just somebody that wasn't ready. And one of my friends brought this up to me with with Fields. Sorry to go off topic here, but. Um, in high school, or I mean, at high school, but uh, in college, his biggest problem was holding the ball and pat and pat and pat and, and waiting. Um, but being in the situation he was at Ohio State, he had plenty of time. NFL, you, I mean, three seconds, you got to get rid of the ball. But I also think Nagy should have simplified the game. He gave him two reads. Um, maybe should have moved the pocket a lot more. I mean, he, he really only moved the pocket two or three times during the game, and it wasn't until late in the second quarter the first time he actually tried to move the pocket. 
Um, but, but fields, you know, secondary weapons, his legs. So to, to not structure a game plan around what someone's good at and, and expose their weakness, I, I think was a bad part on Nagy, uh, on that. So. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I still think Justin Fields gets it done in, in Chicago. I'm kind of with our boy Lenny who said Matt Nagy's out in the next couple of weeks. I, I truly believe he could be. That was abysmal what he did to Justin Fields this week. It was awful. I mean, you. it makes me kind of take back some of the comments I said about uh, Trubisky. You know, I feel bad for that guy now. Like, looking at it, like, what he put him through. I mean, granted, their offensive line was not great. But you also have to scheme around that. Like, you've got to take the strengths of your offense and, you know, put those to use and not just try and run a game plan that you have in your head or, you know, whatever. Some people say it was on purpose to prove he was right to choose Andy Dalton over Fields. But who knows? You know, I don't I don't think Nagy's going to be there long. Agreed. All right, Agreed. so – Next, let's get into uh, Titans versus Jets here. So, what do you guys think? We've got some major injuries here um, that are possibly going to be out. Julio and AJ. How how does this going to affect our offensive scheme? Um, and of course, the Jets. Like, who's really the worst team in the NFL? Is it the Jets? Is it the Jags? Like. Can we still beat this team by two or three touchdowns without Julio and AJ? Jeff, go first. Uh, my, I'm going to lean towards no on that for a couple of key reasons. I, I think the Jets are, are – they have been decent on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not saying all world, but they've been decent. And a decent team um, can figure out who the best player is, and I think we all know who. Um, they're going to key in on Derrick Henry. They stopped the run. They force Tannehill to throw the football, and you've got uh, Chester Rogers and uh, Nick West. Kind, am I even saying that right? Um, yeah, it's a combination yeah. name. So it's it's. I, I think if the Jets can figure out a way to get Derrick Henry early in the backfield, if you let him get into into open space, you let him get up and going, he's a freight train, and you can't stop him. But if you can stop him before the line of scrimmage, if you can get to him before that, I think this game is closer than the spread is, which is, I think, it's six and a half right now. Nice. Randall? You know, I don't claim to follow the Titans like you guys, but I, I have been this year. Uh, and, and it may be because the Falcons are so bad. So let me start there. <laughs> Who's the Go worst team in the NFL? The Falcons beat the Giants this weekend, and I think that defined one of the who the worst team of the NFL is. We know the Falcons are better than the Giants. Now we've still got the clock out on the – we also know that the Texans are better than the Jags. The Falcons play the Jags later in the year. That might be for 31 because clearly right now the Giants are the worst. So – uh, even as a Falcons fan, I can say we're probably 31 right now. 
if we beat the Jags, we might move up a spot. I'm confused with the Titans, and I got really frustrated because I had played Derrick Henry and DraftKings this weekend. I got really confused about the offensive scheme. Uh, Arthur Smith being out of Tennessee has left a void that I don't know has been filled yet. Uh, Mike Brable is a perfect rah-rah head coach. Mike Brable is the NFL version of Philip Fulmer. He needs two great assistants and let him be the figurehead of the program. I don't know without Arthur Smith right now if that offense has a direction. Uh, And I said earlier in the year, I think the value for Julio is probably overstated a little bit. That being said, Zach Wilson seems even a bigger mess than Trevor Lawrence. So six and a half seems like the number, but I have a feeling that we're going to get a belly full of King Derek this weekend. King Henry, whatever you, whatever you national people call is best running back in the NFL. I mean that from the heart. Forget he catches 20 passes a year and no, he's not your fantasy first pick. But the guy you want to turn around and hand the football to is Derrick Henry. I hope he gets 30 touches and they beat the Jets by three touchdowns. But it takes a big – they've got to get back to who the Tennessee Titans are. Yeah, so that kind of leads into my point. Um, I think it's going to be a ground-and-pound game just like you. Uh, I, I think Henry, if, if you've watched him over the – last four seasons or whatever, um, he he gets better with time. He's like a fine line, you know. Like the more you keep giving him the ball, the the tired the more tired the defense gets, he just keeps pounding and pounding and then all of a sudden he breaks one. And then God, that stiff arm. Like if that comes out, who is he throwing in the dirt this week? You know, it it's so fun to watch. Um, especially with if AJ and Julio both are out, I think one of them will be back, probably leaning more towards Julio than AJ. Um, but we'll see on that. Uh, like you said, we, we miss Arthur Smith in, in these kind of moments. Uh, he's an offensive genius. So it's going to be a tough um, start, I think, because everyone's going to be keying on that for sure. Henry, um, obvious, but I, I see a lot of tight end work here too. A lot of bubble screen, uh, tight end screen. Um, but I, I've got us, I've got us thirty-one ten uh, Titans. So I, I've got a got a three touchdown uh, beat here. So my next question on that is Zach Wilson. What in God's name is going on there? Like Jesus. He's got more interceptions than touchdowns right now. Like, what is the over-under if there was one? So, I set one tonight for us. Over-under touchdowns, one and a half. Go, Jeff. Under. Um, like you said, it's it's a disaster there. The uh, We've seen it time and time again with some of these coaches and, and these young quarterbacks, whether they're rookies or, or second-year guys. Um, they just rely on them too much. They wind up 
making them throw the football entirely too many times league that is prepared to just stop them because if they can pick him off two or three times a game, two or three turnovers turn into, you know, 14 points here or 17 points or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, we've seen it like again, time and time again. And it's, it's just an unfortunate situation with uh, some of the backs and the teams they go for or go to. Uh, we talked about fields earlier. That was another one. Um, it's, it's, these coaches need to start learning, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm sitting here in a room, not a coach. Um, but they need to start learning to to facilitate an offense um, around the strengths of these young quarterbacks until they can get into the quarterbacks that that we know and love in the game now. Um, again, my opinion. I, but again, I'm sitting in this room, so we'll see what happens. That, that's that's no. exactly. The, or, uh, yeah, you know. I 100% agree with you, uh, Randall. You know, Zach Wilson's been historically bad. Well, the only thing I researched for this is I was hoping we'd get to this. And I joke about first of all, I don't think I don't think a one and a half. I, I don't even think he has I if he gets one, but you you've took him and threw him to the wolves. So I got some things I'll throw at you guys, and then you can go fire back. Seven interceptions. But he's been sacked 15 times. 15 times he's been sacked. Um, look, he's coming on here. Uh, oh, look at that. Oh, no. Seven interceptions. A fumble. That is, even in my Tennessee math, 23 times. He went back to pass, and bad things happened in three games. Uh, he's completing le- uh, less than 58% of his passes, and everybody talks about how bad other people have been. I think Zach Wilson is on a historical bad pace, and I would not be shocked to see Zach Wilson throw. I'm going to give you an over and under. 35 interceptions before the year is over if he starts all 17 games. Easily. And let's bring in, I'll turn it over. You can ask that man, ladies and gentlemen, Robbie Davis from Triple R Rated Sports. Well, hey, thanks for letting me jump on, guys. So just a few things. I've been watching you guys. have been doing a good job. Uh, so that's my uh, praise for you guys. Good job. I'll critique you all now real quick. Randall, are you crazy? Vrabel's a coordinator coach. Vrabel comes from the Bill Belichick. He knows the rules. He knows the timeouts. He knows every little caveat in the book. I I, I think it was COVID's messed me up. Three years ago, maybe two years ago, he took a delay of game that instead of a timeout that ran the clock out on another team. Vrabel knows what he's doing. Um, He lost Arthur Smith. That was a huge downfall. Hey, give the Titans a little ground room. They're going to get together. AJ's been hurt. Julio and him are having some issues. Uh, Vrabel's going to get it together. And uh, I I hope you guys watched our draft special. I told you Zach Wilson was horrible, and it was a terrible pick. And you go to the damn QB killer of Adam Gaze. Like, like uh, Sam Darnold now is looking good. R- Ryan Tannehill is looking good. You take a kid from a mid – look look at what the kid from BYU is doing now. 
he's just as good as Zach Wilson. Like that is just a product of a system and a uh, terrible conference. It's it's a BYU product of playing younger kids. These are twenty two year olds against playing these eighteen year olds. BYU quarterbacks are gonna look good. It's a disaster. I told you Jets screwed the whole draft picked up. And then uh, I can't remember if it was G- Jeff or Brandon. Excellent point though is uh, quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, at least six or seven years ago, they were coming in still where defenses were geared to stop traditional offenses, meaning running the ball. They're heavier linebackers, heavier safeties. Defenses now they are they're geared to stop the pass. It is tougher and tougher and tougher on them. And um, Houston's the worst – or Jacksonville's the worst team in football. They lost to Houston, who's the second worst team in football. And the Bengals covered tonight, uh, seven and a half. And uh, also, it's going to be a passing game. Joe Burrow starting for me. So is uh, Boyd and possibly Higgins. i got to check my lineup right, real quick. Yeah. That's a that's a, a wishful fantasy thought that it's going to be a totally passing game. <laughs> so, no, that's some that's some great points there. Um, I agree though on the Vrabel comment. You know, he came from from pretty good genetics in the coaching field, so I think he knows what he's doing there. Um, so, any any uh, prop bets or predictions you'd like to put on uh, Titans Jets? Um, oh, I, I think Henry goes off, and I think I think Titans get out to a big lead, um, and then I think forcing Wilson to throw is terrifying for the Jets. And I, Colin Cowherd said he likes the Jets this week. I'm like, you're uh, insane. Titans roll. Uh, it, it's not going to be close. Yeah, I got I got him 31-10. So I, totally I, I like agree. I like that. All right, uh, Randall, anything else on that? 33 and 22. Without Arthur Smith, a losing coach. I'll go back to my old now. Y'all care if I uh, throw my little score prediction in there real fast? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Uh, just because I think I'm on the other end of this, and I mentioned it earlier, uh, if the Jets stop Derrick Henry, I can see this game being a lot closer than what, what it probably should be. Uh, I've got 20 to 17 Titans. Oh, what was that? 20 to 17 Titans. Oh, got a lot lower scoring. Yeah, that's. Uh, I right. got a blockbuster franchise I can sell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Let's let's keep it with the NFL here. Um, let's look at some of the other matchups we got here. Uh, obviously, we'll get this out of the way. Uh, you guys hit it on triple R rated Bucks versus Pats. Uh, Brady comes back to Billichek. I've got it. No question. Brady wins all day. I'll take the points. I'll take the Bucks. I'll take Brady, whatever passing yards he wants. Uh, it's ball game. Uh, Jeff, go first. Uh, on the Bucks, yeah, um, I think we've kind of figured out the the question that was: Did Belichick make Brady, or Brady make Belichick? Uh, it definitely feels like Brady made Belichick. Um, he's continued to do the same thing he did uh, up there down in down in Tampa now. 
that's the real storyline there, him going back to Foxborough and, and they're going to roll. Patriots are in trouble and it's going to, it's, it's look really good. Up. All right. Uh, Randall. Look, I don't, if, if Robbie, if you didn't make this point, I'm going to give you credit for it. And I believe it was Robbie that made the point that, and, I, and I'm going to stand by the one guy that knows Tom Brady better than anybody in the entire world is about to tell you how he thinks you stop Tom Brady. That is the part of the game I want to see. And, and up till I've thought about that since Tuesday night. And it has swung me. I still think the Pats win the game, but I'm kind of leaning the Bucks. The uh, Bucks, sorry, it's hard for me to get the Pats. Ain't the best team here. The Bucks win the game, but I'm now leaning that this may be a little low scoring than we think it will be. So, Robbie, if that wasn't you, I'm giving you credit for being a genius because it, it, it was it was me. It was me. <laughs> Um, of course. And I, I thought about that as you guys were speaking on Tuesday. Um, the thing, and it's another kind of outside the box, maybe thinking that uh, for 20 years, the Patriots were a horrible location if you're a professional athlete to live and to play, but you went there to play to win. Because the system and all this and the Patriot way. Well, how much has Brady damaged that right now? Like, maybe it's not the Patriot way. Maybe it's the Brady way. And maybe you go to Tampa and have fun and have fun playing and you can still win. And so maybe, and like, look at the Rams out in L.A. with Brandon's lookalike, Sean McVay. Like, maybe you can't have fun and still win. Um, and it's not the Patriot way. It's not this, you know, the Bill Parcells, the Bill Belichick regimen. Um, maybe it doesn't work, which is crazy to think that he, he's had six Super Bowls. Uh, maybe it doesn't work anymore. Is, is it, has it shifted that quickly? Um, but maybe it has. So here's my thought. So. I believe Belichick created Brady, right? Like, Belichick is the GOAT coach, right? But then when – I mean, Brady was a diamond in the rough. Like, pick 199, like, from Michigan, which we won't go there. Um, Just toothpick, skinny guy, just nobody even counted him as as being relevant. But Brady – I mean, his IQ level has got to be, you know, super high because what he took from from Belichick and learned and then compounded on that. And and now he he takes his talent. I'm, I, what is the guy, 43 right now, 42? And, and He's older than Blake. And, and just <laughs> killing it. I mean, his, his arm strength – might have slightly dipped, uh, but his accuracy, you know, who knows if those videos are real or not, but from what I've seen on the field, his accuracy is, has never been better. Like he, he is, 
he's the real goat here. He, he learned from the greatest coach in the NFL, and then he took what he learned and applied that to his talent, which is the best we've ever seen in football as a quarterback. And he, he can go – I mean, his first year, he goes to Tampa Bay and, and just wins a Super Bowl. I mean, who does that? Like, that's, that's insane. So, I don't know. My two cents on that. I do like your point, and I'll I'll follow up. I think they're both the goat, but I think Brady became such a different. I don't know in sports if we've ever seen anyone at a higher level than Tom Brady over a longer period of time. I'm sure, like in basketball, we get great years from. Michael Jordan and LeBron James, or you get a five-year run that's just unreal. And in baseball, you can think about the, you know, the five-year run of power hitters or a dominant pitcher. But since the day Drew Bledsoe got hurt, the guy has been money. And I hated him so bad that eventually I had to go, he's so good that I hate him because he's the best ever been. But do you think that maybe the GOAT coach grew a quarterback so great that he, he is his, he is his uh, kryptonite? 100%. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, it is – Bilicek has created the, the biggest monster in NFL history because of what Brady has done and accomplished, and it was all through that – you know, Bilicek program, that in, entire way of thinking about football and whatever was said behind the lines uh, to teach Tom how to read defense, whatever. I mean, Bilicek is obviously the greatest coach that we've ever seen, especially in our lifetime. But he just compounds that, you know. He just – Brady just takes it to another level because – of his talent and his, you know, his IQ too. This dude is what, like I said, 40, what, three, 42, something. He's um, not, he's not old, but if we had went to high school, we would have been I don't, in school at the same time. I don't feel like it's that old because I'm not quite 40 yet, but, you know, um, I'm, I'm creeping up there. So <laughs> I'm like, this dude is still out there, you know, doing yoga. He's, Throwing bombs. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to compete with that. I don't know. He's the goat. Like, there's, there's no question, right? So, am, am I the only one that has? And I'm not saying that I'm right. I, I'm just saying that I just have some doubt in my mind that is Bill Belichick. Better than Bill Parcells, I, I go. I just I can't definitively say that Bill Belichick is better than Bill Parcells. Yes, because he I, had Tom Brady. Right, but you need so so Belichick had Brady, and they were a pair. Parcells did it stop after stop. He was he was impatient. He won. He left. He won. He left. Sure, he was, it's hard to get along with as anyone probably in NFL history, 
But, man, he could take any team you wanted to. He, he took the Jets, turn around. Took the Patriots, turn around. Took the Cowboys, turn around. He could – he was just a hell of a football coach. I don't disagree there. But, you know, it's a, it's a team sport. And when you get when you get um, a guy like Brady that, that comes in and he's your wingman, he picks you up when you're down. Like, he makes, makes you look good when you made a bad hey. call. Like – there, there's no, like, statistically, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, like, cerebral type coach, but as far as statistically, I mean, you can't argue. Just- how, how great would it have been if Parcells had Manning and Belichick had Brady for the oh, 15-year oh. run? Oh. How great would that have been? The – the NFL games we would have witnessed would have been yeah. unbelievable. So, all right. I was just going to, I was going to bring up something on, on the whole Belichick thing. And it's, it's something I've thought about in, in recent years um, towards the end of uh, Tom Brady's uh, era up there. Uh, there was obviously some disconnect in the front office between Belichick and Robert Kraft and the rest of them up there. Correct. Um, yeah, I think a lot of that um, fell to, and it just looks this way. Robert Kraft has no trust in Belichick. I don't know why. It just appears that way at times, and the trust left with Brady. Um, so I, I think that that Belichick is who we think he is. He's a great coach, obviously. He he. It, Tom Brady wasn't on both sides of the football. Um, having him on one side helped out, but I, I think that Robert Kraft has taken a lot of the the Belichick mind away from that team and it's just my opinion on that. I don't I'm gonna make one point then I'll be off. It's it's fun when I have the uh control. I think we saw this in the NFL before. It was called Bill Walsh and Joe Montana. It just didn't last as long. Yes, yes. Bill Walsh changed football. Uh Bill Belichick did not. <laughs> No, I, I was going to say I, I don't disagree much there, Jeff. It, it was um, – I think Robert Kraft might have been preoccupied with some uh, previous allegations in, in a few – that lawyer and that, That's fair, too. Yeah, so um, – I'd like to hang out with I, him. I, I still you – know, <laughs> I don't know how – like, I don't – I get the Parcells, Bilicek, yeah, that's that's completely valid. That's like Jordan, LeBron, but not. I mean, well, no, no. I think I think the comparison was more like Larry Brown and Phil Jackson. Like Phil Jackson had the best players, um, while Larry Brown may have been the better tactician. Um, sure, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah. But does that make make you like? I mean, like take Mark Few versus John Calipari. Uh, I'll right. take Mark Few as a better coach. Calipari sure. has some championships. Right. No, I I agree with that. So, all right, on to the next. So we're still here in NFL um, matchups to watch out for. So obviously, we just hit the. The big one. Um, let's go, Casey Eagles. Um, should Casey be worried a little bit 
like, are they the real deal right now or, or, or what's going on with them and their offense? Uh, we'll go to Robbie first. Well, Casey it has put themselves in a position where they need to be worried every week until the rest of the division starts losing. You got 3-0, 3-0, 2-1 with a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So you you've played hard games. You can't afford a letdown. And what teams can trap Kansas City are teams that can control the ball. Jalen Hurts, if the Eagles start out and say, hey, we're going to run the ball, we're going to get Jalen Hurts, we're going to put him on the ground, we are going to keep Mahomes, that offense off the field, let's build a lead, let's hope there's a mistake. Um, absolutely, the Chiefs are wor- need to be worried. And they have this mentality that, oh, we can get down by 14, we can get down by 21, we can come back. Well, if that mentality creeps over to the standard, well, you can only come back if the teams ahead of you lose. And if they don't lose, then you can't come back. And you, you've you already lost one of the Chargers. Um, so, yes, I would yeah. be worried. It's not a must win. There's no must wins in week four. Um, but it, 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 More it, of a signature win. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's, a, it's a we need this. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, I, think it's a, it's, I, I agree. It's not a must win. There's no such thing as, as a must win this early. Um, but uh, it, it's still Kansas City, guys. That they have a a more potent offense than any other team in the league. Nobody else has a Kelsey. Um, he is a. I have Kelsey. Uh, you have every wide receiver, Robbie. Um. <laughs> Every you had everybody catch a football, you have. Robbie's uh, team terrible. <laughs> awful. But it's it's still Kansas City. I mean, they're they're yeah, they they did not look very good last week. We we all agree with that. Um but but worried, I, I don't I don't think that's the 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 right word yet. Um they'll they'll bounce back from that. They're they're still gonna put up uh, multiple, you know, five, six touchdown games together. Uh, it, it's just an offense that is is incredibly tough to stop. So um, let's let's talk here in about four or five weeks. If they lose two more between now and then, uh, two or three more, and then we'll talk worried. But until then, it's still the most potent offense in the league. Agreed, agreed. Randall, thoughts on that? It's coming. Kansas City Chiefs demise is coming. They cut. They had to. They had to release Eric Fisher when they did not. They had to let people go on their defense when they did not want them to be. Salary cap will get the Kansas City Chiefs just as soon as it does every other franchise that hadn't had Tom Brady in it. I don't think it's this year. I think I think they got more, one more run, but you can already see the the shifting pieces when they brought in Clyde Edwards Alaire did not fall into place like it had in the past. Also, they've struggled up front without Eric Fisher. I think they've struggled on the backside of defense a little bit. Uh, but they have the two greatest weapons in the NFL on one team. I don't think there's no better teammates. And it may be the Titans. It may be A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry that are the equal to them, but when you have Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, and you add in Patrick Mahomes, I don't worry about the offense. 
Um, side note, Eric Behenemy or he better be coaching Justin Fields in Chicago next year. Totally agree. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, I'm slightly worried about the Chiefs a little bit. Just um, I think they need to clean up the defense. I, I'm not worried about the offense. Uh, but it, if they can kind of clean that up a little bit, I, I, I think they're always going to be a top contender, you know, within our, you know, next couple of years. Um, but moving on next, one of the games I liked here uh, to watch in NFL is the Cardinals versus the Rams. Um, this is going to be, in my opinion, a shootout. Um, I think the Rams are a Super Bowl contender, if not potential Super Bowl champion. Um, let's hear your thoughts on that. Uh, Randall, go first. The best division in the NFL in this decade is the NFC West this year. There's not a bad team in it. Even when the South had three teams go to back-to-back Super Bowls, being the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons, that division was never this good because uh, in one of those years, the Saints would go to the Super Bowl, but the Falcons would go 4-12. and and the Bucks pre-Brady was the wild card. They were just consistently bad. I just think this is four good teams. I think the Rams are the best team. But I give me the Cardinals over the Niners and the Seahawks. So, yes, 100% agree. Best division in football. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, I definitely agree with the uh, with the best division in football. Um, th- this game is is so entertaining. Both teams are undefeated. Uh, it's divisional con- it's divisional game. Um, Matt Stafford has looked uh, better than he ever looked at Detroit. He's also got a team around him. Cooper Cup has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, that dude's route running is is something out of this world. Um, I don't know if y'all saw the last weekend, uh, but that that route he ran to get in the end zone was insane um the team the team top to bottom is very very good uh i think the cardinals might be the more entertaining just because they're not as straightforward as what the rams are uh but like randall said that uh that entire division top to bottom is is going to be an interesting race um it'll come down to the very end yeah i agree uh robbie what are your thoughts on that the team that i thought had the most talent in the NFL, went to L.A. last weekend and got beat handedly. Um, the Rams shouldn't be able, in this NFL, to accumulate this much talent at such key positions. You have – I mean, what, what are you looking for? Quarterback, check. You have running back, check. You have wide receivers, check. You have a defensive end who can press – that has to be double teamed or he is getting the quarterback. You have a shutdown corner. It it is. Uh, I won't. I hate to do a zero sum game. Like if you don't win at all, it's a disappointment because that's not how sports works. Um, but with the Super Bowl being in LA, they're looking at a Tampa season like last year. Um, it 
Uh, it's looking like the Rams are a powerhouse to stop. And by the way, the Super Bowl halftime is going to be awesome. It is, 100%. Um, Super Bowl halftime is a great lineup. Uh, old school, we're a little bit older than some of the people probably watching. So, love. We love were alive the, uh, before you two. <laughs> we some of us is love. older than everybody. Yeah. yeah that's Randall's true. older than the internet. <laughs> Yes. Randall was invented before the internet. So I we're, was we're drinking by the time the internet came along. I think that applies to all of us, guys. Well, yeah. You're, Randall, you're not wrong. I don't know if I was drinking at seven, but you know. Randall maybe. had to get Randall had to get like the naked posters and like unroll them and put them on his wall. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you got to get those okay. mailed in. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Randall, Rand, what, what was your thought whenever you got your first VCR? Uh, I thought this was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. No more Whatever happened. Movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, at one point, I had subscriptions to Playboy and Sports Illustrated, and I thought that was the greatest thing on earth. <laughs> Could have been back then, probably. Um, still not bad. All right, I I do like that. I I love the Rams. I love their dynamic. Uh, obviously, my uh, younger predecessor twin Sean McVay, um, doing a little better than I am. With is he uh, younger than you? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? So I was here first. He looks like me. Um. Anyway. No, lo- love the Rams. I think um, I think Stafford was the missing piece in that that entire deal. I think Goff was Goff's gonna golf like at eighty seven, you know, and Stafford's gonna shoot like a sixty three. So that that's kind of where I'm at on that. Um, let's go next. Intriguing matchup here: Seahawks 49ers. Um, at 49ers, they're favored by three. A little beat up in the backfield. Um, we don't know if Elijah Mitchell's coming in or if, if it's going to be Sermon. Elijah Mitchell's been on uh, the injury report last couple days. So, uh, thoughts, Jeff? You go first. Well, I haven't quite figured out what to make of the uh, the 49ers. Um they the backfield, like you said, to beat up. They haven't. They did sermon. He was a healthy scratch week one. Uh, then Elijah Mitchell comes in at the, the monster injury, um, and then they bring in Trey Sermon for one play, and he gets knocked out. Uh, I just uh, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on in the in that backfield, and I honestly don't understand how they've been so competitive this year. Uh, Seattle's been a good team. Um, they're struggling a bit defensively this year. Uh, but they still got uh, a pretty stellar offense um, between uh, Lockett and, and Metcalf and then Chris Carson, not to mention Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I think Seattle's going to bounce back this week uh, after the loss last week. Um, I, and I, I, I think the 49ers, if, if they can't find a way to to field out, it may be a long season for them. All right, Robbie, what do you got? Seattle is the Jennifer Aniston of the NFL. 
They are they're attractive. They should be awesome. That everyone should want to bet on them. They should be. They should be everyone's prize. Russell Wilson throws the deep ball perfectly. Oh perfectly. Everything seems perfect, but there's got to be something she wrong. Says, yeah, there's got to be something wrong inside. Like how she's still single. No, I'm done. I'm done with the Seahawks. I'm done betting on them. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. I'm, no, I'm done. The Seahawks, they're, they're pretty. They're fancy. They look attractive. They're sexy. But no, they're no. I'm going 49ers. Hmm. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love that take. Uh, Randall, that's going to be hard to follow, but go ahead. Buddy. I got nothing. I got I got. I got nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, I think if everyone was healthy in San Francisco, Elijah Mitchell becomes a superstar. Uh, how the San Francisco wins every week is – they have one dominant player and a lot of Deshaun Jacksons around him. Cause I feel like Brandon, Ayuk, Debo Samuels. I, I feel like it's watching a track meet, but I'm with Robbie. I, I personally think Russell Wilson is either the best quarterback in the NFL or the second best. And they got wide receivers that look like Greek gods, but I would have never ever, Use the Jennifer Anderson comparison. <laughs> My hats to you, sir. That that was uh, that that's hard to beat. I've I've got so Seahawks are ranked thirtieth in rush defense right now. So and and you guys know Kyle Shanahan. He loves to run the ball uh, as much as he can, but the backfield's beat up. So I still look for him to implicate that and try and control the game that way, especially being at home, they're favored by three. Uh, I think he tries to really keep the ball out of Russell's hand and I'm going to lean 49ers here personally. I, I don't, after the Titans come back and in Seattle, I think the the 49ers Jennifer are, Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Are, I think they're imploding. I I wouldn't quite call it Jennifer Aniston cuz I've got a little more respect on that side of it. No, no, no. I, I think Jennifer Aniston's the sexiest woman alive. I'm just saying there's got to be something wrong with her. There's got to be something crazy. I'm just I get what you're saying, but I think there's something obviously wrong with the Seahawks, not obviously wrong with Jennifer. Okay, Anderson, okay so. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm just shocked. So I'll, I'll go that way. And I are members of the same human species sometimes. Yeah, River City and like? media is going to get a big cease and desist letter from the <laughs> <laughs> attorney. <laughs> it won't be the first. <laughs> All right. God, what time is it? We're we're running a little bit late. All right. Quick, quickly, quickly. Um, college matchups to watch this weekend. Guys, what do you think? I'm going to start with you, Randall. Um, I know you kind of touched on those earlier this week, but uh, give me like two or three quick highlights. I, I cannot wait for Georgia-Arkansas. 
I think we learn a lot about Georgia and Arkansas. I cannot wait to see Lane Kiffin on the opposite side of the field than Nick Saban. And I cannot wait to give you my upset pick. And I have been teasing it all night long. So I have a upset pick. I have a road dog. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. Love it. Love it. All right. uh, Robbie, go ahead next. Oh, I mean, same same big boys. Uh, You know, um, Ole Miss, Alabama. Uh, I think the hype of Lane returning to Tuscaloosa is starting to get worn out, and it's going to be football again. So while I was thinking Ole Miss could pull an upset, I'm kind of going the other way. Um, I, Arkansas, Georgia should be good. Um, Florida, Kentucky, I'm interested in. See, mm-hmm. can Kentucky pull an upset against a really good Florida team? But Kentucky's really well coached. So that's probably the most intriguing game and how that shapes the East. Yeah, Jeff, go ahead, buddy. Uh, pretty much things y'all said. Um, the one game that that I'm kind of looking forward to watching that y'all didn't mention, mention was uh, the Cincinnati-Notre Dame game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That means – a lot in the grand scape, uh, in the landscape of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that Notre Dame is a little overrated, um, as I do every year. Um, and Cincinnati looks like a pretty good ball. Uh, I like Cincinnati this weekend, and I'm really hoping they beat. That's a game I'm looking forward to. Uh, totally agree. You stole my thunder a little bit there, Jeff. Uh, Cincinnati, that was my number one. I've got the, they're one and a half. Right now, I've got them all day, beating Notre Dame by at least ten points. So, um, love that game. Arkansas Georgia is interesting. Um, I think it's a little too high on the points. Love Arkansas here uh, covering. Uh, I still think Georgia wins, um, but I like Arkansas cover. So another intriguing game in the Big Ten. I know we're we're deep SEC country here, but uh, Michigan Wisconsin. Wisconsin's favored by two. Um, is this going to be, you know, another tilt for Harbaugh? Uh, can Wisconsin pull this one off? So I'm intrigued to watch that game. I don't have any actual thoughts or picks about it because. Frankly, both of them are just not good football teams, in my opinion. But um, it's going to be a game to watch to just kind of dictate how how that goes. So, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. And hey, we'll what, do, hey, what about what about Maryland and Iowa? Maryland and Iowa, three and zero. Iowa's four and zero. Two of two is younger brother. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, he he's quarterback in Maryland. In They've Maryland. got some NFL players on that team. That could, that that's an interesting game, also. It is. It is very interesting. But I still think Iowa pulls this one off. I was been solid. Um, they're they're one of those teams that just will screw up your season. Doesn't matter what what position you're in. They win these big type games, and then they just win or lose against you know. A team like In these big games, man, that Iowa defense has been for real. And I they, think it's they are. really difficult for Maryland to, to move the football. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I just don't see – I don't see Iowa losing this game. Um, 
at all. So, all right, real quick, boys, we got what three or four minutes left. We're gonna do um, the underdog pick of the day. So, dog of the day is kind of the the theme here. Um, you can go college or NFL. We're gonna start with Randall first. What's your underdog pick of the week, college or NFL? I already gave one on 3R Sports, but I won't go back to that because I really sat down and I looked at stuff this week after 3R Sports. And I it's have been triple R rated, by the way. I, uh, I don't know why y'all, why did y'all change that? I thought it was 3R Sports the whole time. It, it is, but. Uh, we got to complain about it. So I just changed it. Nobody complained. So it's really three R sports, but back to my point, first of all, Michigan, Michigan wins. Michigan's for real. Michigan is a good football team. Iowa, Maryland is a Mm -hmm. facade. Iowa kills Maryland. My upset of the week though. My Get it all on, get it around. Mm-hmm. Not just the points. The University of Tennessee goes to Columbia and beats Missouri in a shootout. So you want to make money, you play over and the balls. So you're over 65 and a half, and you're minus three. It's a of shootout. Missouri. We can't stop nobody. We're going to have to score 51 to win. So, yeah, it's going to go over for us to win. Question. What is the most points that Tennessee has scored in a single game thus far? 41. Okay. So, there is potential there. Is that against? No, they scored 50-something against Tennessee. Well, that wasn't a real game. Against Against someone. Against East Hamilton High School. Let me. Let me can I can I can I interrupt real quick, Randall? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who who's playing quarterback? Doesn't matter. I disagree wholeheartedly. If it Milton is playing quarterback, you do not hit either one of those. If Hooker is, it's a possibility. Milton plays Tennessee wins even bigger. I think Milton's terrible. I, personally. I'm willing to step out on the limb, unlike other people. I'm telling you right now, Tennessee wins. Joe Milton, Hayden Hooker, Tennessee Joe beats, beats Missouri on the road. Joe Milton's yesterday's garbage. He's terrible. You guys shouldn't have ever started him. It's just not good. Not good for the program. Not good. You now, Randall, you know me, you bud. I'm just saying. I want this to happen. I desperately just, want this to happen. I'm with you 100%. We have a show He's next a statue week. in the pocket. Like, he can't even. We have oh, a show so next bad. week. When we win, y'all come back up here and tell me how right I was. I will. I will I will take I will take it They get this stuff day. straight. I can't even get my T squared away, and you're listening to my picks. That shows how bad we are. <laughs> There we go. No, right. Underdogs. Underdog picks. Let's get back on schedule here real quick. We got we're already a little bit over. Um Robbie, what do you think? Underdog. Don't put a hundred dollars on my pick, by the way. Don't 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 put that on me. No, we're not. So, trust me. We are turning towards October. Um 
getting a little colder. We have a USC Trojan team who just got beat at home by Oregon State 45 to 27. They're going on the road to Colorado. Not a great team, but not a team in disarray. So I've got Colorado plus 7.5. I like them to actually win at home. That's, yeah, outside the box, as always there. Love it. Uh, Geoff, go ahead. All right. Again, I didn't have a whole lot of time to look this over, guys, so I apologize, but something I did come up with, uh, and I think I kind of like it, um, Georgia State is playing at Appalachian State this weekend. Georgia State, coming off the Auburn game last weekend, played a pretty good football game. And I think that that could be a big confidence booster for that program moving forward. And they're currently plus 10 and plus 310 against Appalachian State. That's my upset of the week. Love that. Somebody yeah. actually researched. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll roll in. Randall, you've already went, right? With your, I did, uh, but I am updating the score. You did have a seven-minute hey, run. Hey, Urban's right? about to have a heart attack as we speak. You know, he Urban does Urban things, you know. That's what he does. You know, Jackson. he's probably going to go to USC here in, in about two weeks. Especially after they so, lose to Colorado this week. Did y'all see that interview with Urban Meyer? No. He was fidgety when they asked him about the USC job. Oh, my oh, goodness. He won, I he didn't see so that. Bad. He oh, yeah. So bad. He was almost drooling when they asked him Listen, about it. I think he's – I mean, there might be implicated game plans for him to try to lose and go. He, he's, he's the second – in my opinion, uh, Urban's the second greatest college football coach of all time. And I agree. And to – have that job open and not say, Hey, I'll spend five years and at least make the playoffs three of the five years. I mean, at least, and if, and if save, like, yes, I mean, I don't know why you don't go. I don't, I don't either. Like, he'll get treated and paid way more than where he's at right now in Jacksonville. Like, it's not even a question, but you take Trevor Lawrence it's like, him? you know, it doesn't matter. How how much face does he really want to save? You know, he obviously did that with Ohio State and the whole, you know, scandal that was going on there. He was like, oh, I'm going to retire and go, you know, announce for a year. And then he gets a job or whatever. Uh, that's just – that's it's been his way. I mean, he's still just in his mid-50s, right, late 50s? 52, 53, somewhere yeah. in there. He's younger he's got- than I am. Yeah, he's got – I mean, yeah. in, in theory – sorry to get derailed. But in theory, Urban can go back in the right job and pass Saban. Now, whether – He – 100%. He can go coach if, if he ever made it in the NFL. Like, he could, he could go coach for 20 years and challenge some of the greatest coaches in history – but who knows? Like, this guy is – he's so off the wall. Like, yeah. one of the 
best coaches I've ever seen, best recruiters. That's that's where I think he's out of his element. Like he was such a good recruiter. Like he could go sit down with your family and with a kid and be like, look, this is why we want you. Like this is what we're going to offer, blah, blah, blah. And just like kids would sign all day long. Like he just had that selling factor. Um, I just – I think the NFL is is a punch in the face to him. This is the first time he's ever been 0-3, uh, possibly 0-4 here soon. Uh, it, it's a punch in the face. I don't think he likes it. Like, he's going to start looking at other options because he doesn't want he, – he's kind of an egotistical maniac kind of guy. Like, I think he really – likes people liking that he did well. And I think he's going to um, struggle a little bit in the NFL, especially initially right now. He's getting his butt kicked, and he hasn't done that ever. Maybe I, – I don't know if you can go back to Bowling Green years. Like No, he, he's never lost. I mean, Bowling yeah. Green, Utah, Florida, he's never lost. Yeah, like, I mean, he I mean, just – Maybe a game or two in a year – this has got to be a bad taste. Like he's got to be like sick to his stomach at night. So well, I don't like, know. like like Saban, whenever Saban's NFL, he got pissed that the Dolphins didn't get him Drew Brees instead of Culpepper. So that was a management situation. Like like Saban was pissed he couldn't control everything. Mm-hmm. Urban is like I've just got to win. Like. It doesn't. That's matter. all he cares about. Like, like it, 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 there's no, there's no process. There's no getting better day by day. Urban is a I have to win guy. Like I have, whatever it takes, I have to win. And losing is, is essentially death. And that's yeah. What, I, I uh, agree with you. But if if that was the the whole thing to him, why that team? Because Trevor people, Lawrence, like I think he days. really, I think he really adored Trevor Lawrence, um, especially getting beat by him. He just, he just really was intrigued by him and the chance to take a team and to move to NFL, which and where he lived, he didn't cross the line. You know, he was like, "I'm retired from college." Blah blah blah. I'm going to go to NFL now, so it doesn't count. Whatever. You know, we've seen we've seen the spill. Yeah, Florida to Ohio State. But this guy, don't get me wrong. I think he's way, way better college coach and recruiter. Like, if he comes and sits in your living room and you're a five-star candidate, like, I, I feel like he's got the edge that he can get you there. I don't think that's necessarily true in the NFL. Like, I mean, what are you no, doing with your GM? It's money. It's salary cap. It, how yeah. much someone, someone else pays? And he has no power. He has that's, no power there. That's your one big difference is he can't sit down in these in these houses with these parents and go, yeah. I, I will be your your son's dad away from home. Come play for exactly. me. It's 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 all about a salary cap and money. There's no longer that option of bringing whoever you want into a program. He has zero power, zero power there. So uh, I think it's going to be a long road for him. I don't know if he hangs in the NFL that long, personally. Um, we'll see if, if uh, James Franklin 
might go to USC. If not, Urban is definitely on the speed dial. Well, so, and, I'll, and I'll shut up after this. The the two big questions for that I would think is in Urban's mind is um, USC's open. Do I like the NFL or do I not? If I don't, then all right, who takes the USC job and what does that leave open? And is that something I want? Like it's hard to beat Southern Cal in that as shaky as that conference is, you can come in, he could go in and completely dominate the pack. Oh, for sure. Oh, there's like, no it, doubt. With all the recruiting that's in California yeah. to be USC and Urban, or, come on now. That yeah. team would be a, a year of winning games again, left and right out there. And you're you're an instantaneous celebrity. Like, yep. yeah. Just instantaneous. Like, you can do whatever you want. You can you can call on whatever you want. Well, can you do that in Jacksonville right now? And and you know, as as much as Florida is a football so. school, as Ohio State's a football school, they're both subject to the Freedom of Information Act. USC is a private school. They can do what they want to do. They can let in a. Uh, athlete that doesn't qualify academically, they can let they, 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 there's no state standards they have to meet. So, if you got the coach mm. in a private school, you have some extra built in advantages, yeah, cheating with the best of them. That's, That's right. right, and name, image, and likeness. Hey, oh, what does what does, what, what, does Reg, what does Reggie Bush make at USC now? Oh, god, I mean, killing it. Look at this guy. All right, sorry to interrupt everybody. I'll let you guys speak in a second. Quinn Ewers um, opted out of his high school year, graduated early, got a $1.4 million deal in Texas. He is our fourth-string quarterback in Ohio State right now, and he makes more money than probably 70% of our coaches, Like, and he hasn't seen the field. Like, this is – it's crazy, yeah. but this is what has been going on, and now it's public, and now kids are going to opt out of their senior year if they can graduate early and go to school and sign a $1 million deal or whatever. 100% they're going to do that. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. At the same time, the number one basketball recruits commits to Alabama. I saw that. It's horrible. You mm. can't get an NLI. Michael Jordan couldn't get an NLI in Tuscaloosa, but he goes to Alabama. Well, if you're a point guard and you're not going to play to Rick Barnes, I'm not sure what you're doing. So, I'm, sorry to I'm sorry to change, change subjects again real fast, guys. Just so everybody knows, Atlanta Braves are up 5 nothing in the bottom of the six. I just wanted to go ahead and plug that in there. They clinch, yeah. not they win, right? Yeah, they're yeah, they're magic numbers one. Yeah, they're gonna do it. So young entrepreneur here too. I want to promote above me, Jeff Miller, Philip Dye, and Arden Scroggins. Sunday mornings with Victory Formation here on the River City Media Network. Love it. This time a little less technical difficulties and a little less hangover. Oh God, I've never had. I've there never been be more hangover. People to get kicked off because of hangover. Yeah. 
Yeah, everybody wants hangovers. Just a little less technical difficulties. Um, all right, boys. We're going to wrap it up here. We're you know, about 15 minutes over time. So are there any underdog picks that we got here? Um, uh, uh, seriously, I like Arkansas plus the points a lot. I don't think – if you give me two Arkansas scores, I don't know that Georgia can break 31. So you're catching 18 and a half. Give me two Arkansas touchdowns, and I don't know if Georgia gets to 32 and a half points. I'm, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm not, I'm not mad at that one at all. Robbie? Yeah, I mean, uh, Georgia struggled offensively. Um, I The thing that I keep going back to on that, though, is the talent gap, man. Georgia has rolled in top three recruiting classes for five years in a row, and Arkansas has not even came close. And I just think talent, home field advantage – and I don't know. Sam Pittman may be as good as a coach as Kirby Smart. I don't know that yet. But I have a hard time saying Arkansas hangs with Georgia. I just think there's so much talent, man. Sam Pittman was on that staff three three years ago. So I know this is only his second year at Arkansas. I, 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 I do not doubt Sam Pittman's going play. He's got in the right direction. But it's only year two of the COVID recruiting class. I, they don't have, they're not there yet. That's a uh, it's a hard one to call for sure, and I'm gonna stay away from it for obvious reasons. Uh, I'm gonna go not quite the underdog, but I'm gonna go Ravens over Broncos um, in Denver. Uh, Broncos you are know favorite. Lamar's questionable. He will be there. I promise. Um, my fantasy one and two fantasy team. Listen, I need to get on the field. Listen, Lamar Lamar is a cheat code, so you cannot you cannot prepare for him. Um, Denver's, you know, one of the best rush defenses in the league. They're second, I think, ranked right now, um, giving up about sixty yards a game. But they haven't faced Lamar, and they haven't faced this guy that is just elusive and and can run all over teams and create problems. And he actually can pass the ball, contrary to belief. Like, people think he, he is not a great passer and all he does is run with his legs. I disagree. I think, I think he's a good pass. Maybe not as accurate as he should be, but he can throw the ball. Um but I, I really like uh, the Ravens. I mean, it's only what, minus one, one and a half right now. like the Ravens to cover um, by a touchdown at least uh, over the Broncos in Denver. So that's my uh, underdog of the day. Randall, what do you got, buddy? I got – I'd like everybody to thank me for donating $15 to DraftKings with a one for seven so far, Marvin Jones and three. Not doing so good. 
three yeses for six yards for Joe Mixon. And Robbie, just for the record, 85 yards for Joe Burrow. It's early, man. It's early. Mm. All right, boys. That was fun. It was ridiculously fun. Hey, can I have my last parting shots? No. Absolutely. Mm. It's going to cost you. So, for the people who didn't watch Triple R Rated Sports, or whatever we're called now, um, I don't know. Three hours. I just changed it to see. Three hours, Triple R Rated. I don't know. Well, whatever, whatever we're calling Tuesdays at 9 p.m. EST. Um, if you want free money this weekend, you have Denny Hamlin plus 800. Uh, Denny Hamlin, he's the god of racing. He won Talladega last week, last year, same race in the playoffs. He won last week, bet on him plus 800. You will never get a favorite in another sport plus 800. Just saying. Awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> everyone's clicking on their computer to bet that. Yeah. Although um, I disagree. That's that's fine. All two, good. two races in a row with that. Uh, I think you've lost it, Robbie. No. Um, I want to thank both of you guys for uh, jumping on with us tonight. That was uh, was kind of last minute. Um, had a guy. One of my friends that's that's pretty good at, at all this stuff cancel on us. So uh, thank you guys for stepping in. It's been fun. Uh, it's been been good chat. Um, and Robbie still sucks at fantasy. So I don't I don't know anything else to say. Every single week, Joe Burrow is <laughs> gonna take take all the second half. <laughs> hey, I play Clay. How how hard can it be? Well, you played. Who did you play last week? Blake. And then I had two players get hurt in the first You were like, this is your birthday gift. I'm going to beat you. And what happened? You gave him the birthday gift. Oh, God. If if any of y'all would like to come to uh, to our division, uh, I'm I'm looking to trade out of mine. (laughs) I'm happy in my division. Yeah, I bet you are. (laughs) My my division's fine. We're the mentally challenged division. <laughs> I think uh, I think my division has the uh, the the one, two, three, and four high scorers. <laughs> mm. I could be wrong this, on that, but I'm this, fairly this daily, wa- this daily waiver is so stupid. Lanier totally screwed it up. He did. He's a terrible, <laughs> terrible. Now, Robbie, if that's the only thing he screws up, bud, still doing a lot better than what you ever did. What? This is also true. It's it's not debatable. Well, all right, gentlemen. All right. Good night. It's been fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks, people, for watching. Appreciate it.